Volume 18, Lakuta Sichis, the Sicha of Chukas Balak 1213 Tamus. The name of the article, A Three-Pronged Recovery. There's a fascinating teaching from Rabbi Isaiah Halevi Horowitz, known as the Shilah for his works, Shanae Luchot Habrit, that every holiday, even those that are rabbinical, instituted post-Torah era, are connected to the Torah portion we read while celebrating the holiday. So too with the holiday of 12th and 13th of Tammuz, that we celebrate this Shabbat, in which we read a double portion, Chukat and Balak, together as one. In greater detail, we are to find the connection between the works and the liberation of Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak of Lubavitch, the Friedrich Rebbe, with one, the portion of Chukat, two, the portion of Balak, and three, the portions of Chukat and Balak as they are united into one. One, the portion of Chukat and 12 and 13th of Tammuz. The word Chukat means a statute versus the category of mitzvahs called mishpatim, which means judgment. The difference between the two categories is that chukim are trans-rational mitzvot for which we have no intellectual grasp for their meaning. They are of, I quote to you, I have enacted a statute for you, I have issued a decree, so you are not authorized to transgress against my decree. It is simply the will of God. In terms of service to God, this is the service of misirat nefesh, self-sacrifice. For logically, one would find reasons to do actions that add to his life and his completion, not so in doing actions of to throw one's very life before him and to negate self. And such was the way of the Friedrich Rebbe with total self-sacrifice in his work to spread Judaism, who stood alone against a powerful Stalinist regime, for which logically there was no escape. Deeper yet, in Chukat itself, we find two categories. Chukat HaTorah, as the portion begins with, this is the Chukat HaTorah, and Chukat Plain, as the customary name of the portion without the word HaTorah. The chukah that our portion speaks of is the mitzvah of the red cow in how to purify one from the deepest impurities. Concerning this very chukah, we are taught that even King Solomon, uh, the wisest of all, my, of all men, said, and I quote, Upon all these, all the other chukim, I stood, meaning understood, but upon the portion of the cow, I said I will wisen, however it is far from me. Now, albeit all the other chukim are transrational, nevertheless, logically, we understand that man cannot rely only upon what his intellect, what his intellect grasps, being that there exists wisdom far greater than his own grasp. However, this does not apply to that which is totally antithetical to one's logic. Otherwise, is with the chukah of the red cow, which is absolutely contrary to intellect. And the only way to observe this chukah is through a self-negation to the will of God. So too it is with self-sacrifice. A. The self-sacrifice that comes with accountings according to the laws of Torah, chukat Torah, if he is obliged to self-sacrifice himself or not. Hence, this self-sacrifice is limited.
Self-sacrifice plain without any accountings, this self-sacrifice is higher than the self-sacrifice HaTorah. For this one comes forth from the essence of the Jew, which is higher than the Torah. As we say, the thought of God from which came forth is before everything. The essence of the Jew is above and beyond any limitations. The thought of God. The latter was the self-sacrifice of the previous Rebbe. The previous Rebbe's works of preserving Judaism in the USSR covered a wide spectrum of actions from sending rabbis ritual slaughters for kosher meat, establishing ritual baths, founding Torah chedis for adults, and running chedorim for young children to be able to learn the alphabet. However, the primary war of the government and the primary work for which the previous Rebbe was arrested was not against activities for the adults, but for the children. It is specifically in this area that the previous Rebbe threw himself into with even greater fervor and passion, taking no account of the dangers involved with this. Now, the question begs to be asked, why put the greatest emphasis in the one area, the children, which according to all logic would not be able to be long-sustaining, rather than to putting the energy and resources into the area that is logically sustainable and successful, the adults? The question gets even stronger. In by doing so, the previous Rebbe was endangering the adults that are obligated in Torah and mitzvot for the children who are not obligated. The answer is, the previous Rebbe's self-sacrifice was that of the purest chukat. And as the leader of Israel, his was to preserve the Jewish people's future, which is through the children. For, as the sages teach us, if there is kids, there are, if there is no kids, there are no bucks. But logically, there is no long-term hope for the children. Nevertheless, the Messiah Nefesh of the previous Rebbe dictated to him that the war was his, while the outcome was God's. The previous Rebbe's leadership was for three decades in which each decade demanded of him a different category of self-sacrifice. The first decade from 1920 to 1930 was in the USSR and demanded actual self-sacrifice. The second decade from 1930 to 1940 was in Poland and demanded the self-sacrifice of and his brothers envied him of the other Hasidic leaders demanding to know why must it be in this fashion, and the likes. Nevertheless, knowing that, as the verse continues by Joseph, where it says that the brothers envied him, but his father awaited the matter, that God had placed upon him the previous Rebbe to spread the wellsprings of Torah and Hasidus. He did so with self-sacrifice. The third decade was in America from 1940 to 1950, a land in which the local Jews had deeply enrooted that America is different. One could not have here the paradigms, values, and lifestyles of the old home in Europe. Nevertheless, on the very first day that the previous Rebbe arrived on the shores of America, he proclaimed, America is not different, and made it known that to this end he is dedicating his life and work. Standing up against the already powerful tide of American Jewry would entail yet another brand of self-sacrifice, unlike that of his prior two dimensions of self-sacrifice. Now, each of these three grades of self-sacrifice were different and entailed what the other didn't. 
actual self-sacrifice of being arrested, beaten, sentenced to death, sentenced to exile, and then to leave his wife's life's work behind, greater than his self-sacrifice of throwing his life before him was the immense self-sacrifice it took for him to send others on the mission of self-sacrifice, often the mission being necessary only because the previous messenger was arrested and sentenced. The second decade of self-sacrifice, of the opposition of brothers, which in its own right carries an even more difficult self-sacrifice than the first decade, which was, per, was, was done by enemies. See, the third grade of self-sacrifice in America, of one should not be embarrassed when confronted by scoffers and asking by himself, why not just build my own four cubits of holiness, but instead to stand up against the tide and transform the scoffers. Now, by the laws of nature, it is not feasible that one person be able to perform and proficiently so in the different forms of self-sacrifice. One who performs self-sacrifice of A is not capable that of B and C, and so on. It is only because the previous Rebbe lived the self-sacrifice of the plain chukat, that of the essence of the Jew, that it made it simply express itself through all the different forms of self-sacrifice, whichever was needed at the moment. Now let's talk about the portion of Balak and the 12th and 13th of Tammuz. Our sages tell us that Balak was a far worse anti-Semite than all anti-Semites. Balak simply could not tolerate the existence of a, of a Jew. So much so that when seeing that he could not stand against Israel, he would go through great difficulties and lengths to bring someone else, Bilam, all in order to cause harm to Israel. So too with the antagonist of the previous Rebbe, that even when they knew that it is absolutely legal to teach children Torah according to the Russian law, they rose up against the law and fought the previous Rebbe with the sole intent to interfere and to get in way with the works of the previous Rebbe. And as with Bullock and Bilam, that not only was Bullock not successful with his curse for me this nation, but even more so, the very Bilam who Bullock hired ended up giving the highest of blessings to Israel. And the Lord your God converted for you the curses into blessings. So too with the previous Rebbe. The very people who arrested him had to assist in his liberation to the point that they would bring about the previous Rebbe's leaving the Iron Curtain, Russia. Now, let's connect it with Chukat and Balak united as one and the work of the previous Rebbe and the 12th and 13th of Tammuz. Even though Balak was a horrifically anti-Semite, nevertheless, there is a logical reason to Balak's wanting to harm Israel. Moab became terrified of the people, he told Bilam, and he said, now this assembly will eat up everything around us as the ox eats up the green of the field. But then there is the hatred of Chukat Balak, a Balak hatred of the Chukat illogical type. Not only did Balak have no reason to hate Israel because God told Israel that they were not to conquer Moab, but more so, Balak knew that he could not harm Israel. Even who Balak hired Bilam knew and told Balak, I cannot do anything small or great that would transgress the word of God who God already told Bilam, you shall not curse the people because they are blessed. And thus Balaam, Bilam told Balak, do I have any power to say anything? The word God puts into my mouth, that I shall speak. 
And nevertheless, due to his illogical anti-Semitism, Bilam could not retain himself and still tries to fulfill Bullock's curse for me this nation. So too it was with the previous Rebbe, Lulav, one of the Jewish members of the NKVD who arrested the pre- previous Rebbe wanted to carry the Rebbe's bag for him, saying, Chasidim remain Chasidim. My grandfather carried the bag of your grandfather and I want to carry your bag. So too later when talking to the Rebbe, Lulav referred to the previous Rebbe as Rebbe, revealing that he acknowledges the truth that lay deep within his own soul. And notwithstanding this, and even after the previous Rebbe warned Lulav that the end will not bore well for him, as that was the end that the government sentenced those who arrested the previous Rebbe. But nevertheless, Lulav did what he did, driven by his illogical hatred. And it was through the previous Rebbe serving God in the fashion of chukat, illogical self-sacrifice, that the Rebbe brought about the total negation of, I quote, and all your enemies shall be destroyed. Even more so, as explained earlier, that these very antagonists were obliged to help liberate the previous Rebbe, bringing to Israel yet another holiday. The Lesson The lesson and the pathway henceforth opened for each and every Jew is that there is the folly, illogical, of impurity, in which one thinks that the times in his day for eating, resting, and sleeping are set in stone, not to be altered. However, his Torah study times are not so and can be pushed off and sometimes even totally canceled. Even though such a behavior towards his eating and sleeping versus his Torah study makes no sense at all. It is through his service to God, being one of chukat, the folly, transrational of holiness, that he overturns and converts the folly of impurity into folly of holiness.